You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast, episode 198. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello, I'm your host, Karen Yankovich, and this is episode 198 of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. And this episode is brought to you by She's Linked Up, where we teach simple relationship and heart-based marketing to women that gets you on the phone with the people that can change your business, change your life, change your career, change your bank account forever. And this leads to us there to be more wealthy women of influence on the planet. And that is what I stand for. So if you've listened before, or if if you love what you hear today, I love to hear from you. So make sure that if you're wherever you're listening to this, we'd love to, a review from you. We'd love for you to take a screenshot of this, share it on social media, tag me, use the hashtag good girls get rich so that I can share your post with my audience. We all can get more visibility and all of this helps me know what kind of content you are resonating with so that I can do more of that and make sure that you tag our guest today as well. You'll see all of her content information in the show notes. Uh, there's also a link for SpeakPipe, where you can leave us an audio message. Maybe there's a guest you think I'd, you'd, I'd like to interview or a topic you'd like to hear me talk about. You just leave us an audio message about that. We love getting your audio messages. All of the information on this is at KarenYankovich.com slash 198. You can see the blog for this episode, all the details, everything we talk about is there. So our guest today, Nicole Coustier, is somebody that I've been working with for a while now, and she's just so brilliant. And I love the work she's doing. And it was really fun to have a conversation with Nicole outside of just the brainstorming stuff that we're always talking about. Right. So I learned a lot from her today. I hope you will too. So take a couple minutes and listen to my conversation with Nicole. We have Nicole Coustier with us today. And Nicole is the creator of the DART method for deliberate planning. And she's the founder of Aurelian Coaching. She's a veteran Silicon Valley medical technology consultant, business coach, career strategist, leadership mentor for both private individuals and corporate entities. And Nicole and I have known each other for a few years now. So I'm really excited to have this conversation, catch up with Nicole and see how everything's going. So Nicole, welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited to talk to you. Yeah. So I'm going to let you get started. Tell me a little bit about, so your bio obviously is, is the formal thing. Tell me the informal thing. Tell me a little bit about the kinds of work you do and why you do that work. Yeah. I'm a little all over the place, right? So the the word that people use these days is multi-passionate entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's me. I was that before there was a phrase to describe that thing. So yeah, I came out of the tech world and did that for 16 years. And the, the company that I helped build got acquired in 2017 or so. And then, you know, I didn't want to work for a big multinational firm. There was a reason why I stayed at a small firm for 16 years. And uh, my daughter was three at the time. And I decided, you know what, I want to do something a little bit different. And, you know, it was a consultancy that I worked at. And consulting is awesome. You get to do all kinds of different things and a consultancy. And that it was so fun. And I just wanted to pivot and do something else. My daughter was young. I wanted to be home 
and still work. And I thought, what could I do? And I decided to take the one thing that I loved so, so, so much, which was coaching young, smart, talented female leaders. And I thought, what could I do? <laughs> if I had to pick one thing, could I just do that all you the time? You know, I love that, right? That's, exactly, <laughs> I, that's what I want all of us to be doing, right? Like, stop exactly. doing what you Let's talk about what you love doing and do more of that, right? Totally. So, but I had to, it was such a hard pivot, you know, to What's go it? from the tech world and it was med tech, it was health tech, it was hard sciences, life sciences, and to go into the touchy feely, you know, coaching, let's talk about (laughs) your feelings and what you want and like all that kind of stuff. And then that's when I found you. And I was like, Karen, you got to help me. (laughs) I was like, I need to do this hard pivot on LinkedIn. And I do not know how to do that. And I don't know if you remember that time, but that was like, oh yeah, I remember when we first connected. Yeah. I, that's why I wanted oh. to catch up because I want to hear like, how did everything, how did everything work out? But you know, I do want to hear the rest of this, but there's one thing that you said earlier that I want to just say, that, like point out to people because yeah. I hear this a lot. And that is you worked at a company in Silicon Valley and they, they, they were consulting companies. And what I find is that a lot of people that, that I talk to, they're like, these consultants come in and they're charging $500 an hour. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. Do you know what I mean? Like if you (laughs) want to shift out of what you're doing and you know, you can do a better job than the consultant, then how about you go out and do it? You don't have to be a consultant, right? But you can do some coaching and strategy and, and you can, you can do the work that like when, when people are coming to me saying like, I just left corporate or I'm I want to leave corporate and I don't know what to do. That's like, I'm like, well, if that, and because they get annoyed by that, like, okay, well, let's, how about we do that? How about we shift that perspective and say, you know, because at the end of the day, when you come into people, you know, you're not coming in as an employee with all the overhead and the benefits and all that stuff. So you get to create the business that you want. And I love that you chose to do that. So then tell us a little bit more about how that path went for you. Well, yeah, and I will, and I will, but just to piggyback on what you're saying, because it's such yeah. an important point, right? Yeah. But the thing that I preach about is two things. One is the difference between experience and expertise, right? Ooh. So experience, right, is just what happened. That That's not particularly compelling, right? Because you can work 20 years and just have a lot of things happen, right? And mm-hmm. not, not gain any wisdom from it and not convert any, anything from those 20 years into expertise, which is taking all the lessons, converting all of that into wisdom. On the other hand, you can work two years and have immense expertise, immense <laughs> wisdom, right? And if there's one thing that I learned coming out of the tech world and, you know, where people are really cash strapped, you're venture backed, you have to show ROI, people care more about value than number of dollars, right? Right. I will give you money as long as you give me value. Right. Yes. So I don't, I will pay the $1,000 an hour if you're giving me $2,000 worth of value. I don't care about the amount of dollars. I care about the value. So 
So focus on expertise rather than experience. I hear so many people, women especially, I don't have enough experience. You know, this other person over here has been in the industry for 10 years. I've only, you know, don't worry about that. Don't worry about people will pay for the expertise. Focus on that instead. Oh my gosh. I had never really heard that talked about that way. That's, I wrote that down. That is so powerful. That is so powerful because you're so right. So many people, I, you know, I'm, I'm on a little bit of a rant these days about high ticket sales. Like people think that's a bad thing. I'm like, dude, I'm not asking you to just charge too much money. You know, I want you to charge enough so you can over deliver, you know, like I want you to be able to like, it's not, if you're worried about a dollar or $10 or $20, then you're having the wrong conversation with your people. You need to, you know, if if you can bring value at a hundred dollars, imagine how much value you can bring at a thousand dollars. Right. And, and it's not about just charging a thousand dollars for a hundred dollars worth of work. Right. It's about thinking about that bigger value. And then it's win, win even more because you're, you're showing up with a value perspective, with an expertise perspective, not a, you know, price and experience perspective. It's so powerful. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's a shift in thinking. It's moving from, you know, you have things in this one category of, you know, tasking what I can do, you know, what are the deliverables that I can produce? What is, you know, what are the hours that I can, you know, it's the, you're checking things off a list, right? right. Versus this other category, which is the expertise in your brain, right? It is the knowledge that people are paying. You know, I, there are so many calls that I'm on where, you know, you don't, you get to a point where you don't even charge for that initial consult anymore, right? You're right. teaching people what and why, and what you charge for is how, right? right. So you're at right. that point where I, you know, the value in that first call, like, I'm not even going to charge you anymore. I'm just going to tell you what you need to do. And it, it, you, you're at the point where you just give, 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 right. They're going to come back around because they need you to, to walk them through the how they're not going to go anywhere else. It's at that point. Right. Right. <laughs> so right. you've given them right. all the what, right? right. You've given them so much value. They just need to come back to, to have you walk them through the how. And it is this play. It's a different plane of not just the, the, nitpicky, you know, gosh, I'm so concerned about how much time and did I give them too much? And, you know, counting by the minute and all those things, you put, you leave all that behind and you're looking at the bigger picture. You're looking at value. You're looking at growing a business rather than, and, and thought leadership and what you're putting out into the world and how you want your your industry to change, how you want your practice to grow, all these other things. It's it's a lot bigger than just, you know, the the one-offs and the the little things that you're you're trying to keep track of. So So do you think that this perspective of yours is evolving as you pivot and had made all these multiple transitions with yeah. your business over the past few years? Yeah, definitely. In fact, the I I've made so many <laughs> Well, I was going to say I've made so many pivots and transitions, but I don't, I don't know that that is, 
the case. It's not like I left one thing behind and then did another thing. It's like I added maybe. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, like or shifted maybe. You yeah, shifted added and or shifted. Shifted yeah. the path and yeah. And um and you know, I it's one of those things where there's a lot of advice out there. And there are a lot of things, both personal life and professional life, where and I think this is some of the kind of Silicon Valley mindset that I kind of grew up in and kind of cut my teeth on, which is you have to question the conventional wisdom a little bit and just, you don't throw it out necessarily. You just have to put a question mark on it and just make sure that it actually applies to you. Don't just embrace it wholesale, right? You just have to question whether it applies to your particular situation. And one of those things is you have to Uh, Once you pick a thing, you have to stick with it, right? You just have to do that one thing and you, and you can't be distracted and you have to focus on that one thing all the time. And that is definitely, definitely something that just does not work for me. Interesting. When there is something that uh, interests me, that inspires me, that, I I just feel compelled. I have to follow my nose on that thing. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between it being a distraction and following a passion and something that I have to follow through to its completion. But as long as I know it's not a distraction, it's always worked well. And it's through those different paths that I've taken where it's actually forced me to your point to see the bigger picture more than I would have if I just focused on the one thing and have not, you know, decided not to follow all those different paths. It's interesting. You know, I have a conversation that I have with one of my coaches consistently, which is I struggle a little bit with understanding whether it's intuition or impulsivity. Ah, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's a, so like, I'm like, is it impulse or is it intuition? Like, how do I know? Um, but it's important. It's important that we do follow those paths because we tend to, if when we don't, we, I don't know, I find that I often regret it when I, when I ignore what is truly my intuition on this. So, okay. So all, so these transitions and these shifts have brought you to where Aurelian coaching is today. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about the kinds of people that you're coaching now, Mm. what they're dealing with, what kind of transformation they're having when they're working with you. Yeah. So more broadly, I say that I coach people who are working in very, very demanding industries. So these are people who feel like they're, the decisions that they make uh, feel very high stakes and high consequence. Okay. So there are people who often work in medicine or frontline. Sometimes there are lots of high pressure deadlines. It could be consulting, things like that. But also, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes I get artists, you know, people who feel like, you know, the choices that they've made to follow their passions have put them in a spot where, you know, they feel like they're between a rock and a hard place in terms of following their passions and having to make certain compromises that they don't like the fact that they have to make, right? And so how do they reconcile those things? And so, yeah, these are also, uh, you know, 
people who feel they have an identity as high achievers, right? So they, they self-identify as high achievers often. And so, you know, they've kind of grown up always getting the, the gold stars and they definitely are people who, you know, sometimes they're often people pleasers or, you know, they get to a certain point in their lives and uh, they've, you know, gotten all the accolades, you know, they've achieved what they thought they wanted to achieve or what, uh, what society wanted them to achieve. And then they kind of look around and they realize, wait a minute, what do I want? And they, what do you help them with? What transformation do they have with that when they work with you? Yeah. So at the most basic level, they first, first of all, surface what they actually do want. Sometimes they don't know what they want. Mm. They haven't, they haven't actually, they're so busy fulfilling what other people want of them that they don't know what they want. And then getting what they want without having to throw everything else out the window in order to get what they want. And then being fulfilled through that process and having to, you know, (laughs) be somebody totally different. They can still be the leader. They can still be the mom. They can still be all these things and get what they want. How cool is that? How cool is that? (laughs) Well, I, you know, I know a big part of the work that you do has a a networking component to it, right? And you look at it more as like brokering. So tell me a little bit about that. When you, when you work with people Mm. and you're helping them kind of move into their next chapter, is this networking slash brokering a part of that? And what does that, what does that look like? Yeah. So gosh, I wish there were a different word for networking because it's such a word that people feel icky about, but until there's a different word, we're going to have to use it. When I think of networking, I think of meeting people just to know what they're about and what their work is and what they're passionate about. And if there's a way that we can help each other, I would like to do that. My goal is always to find a bridge. This is where the brokering comes into into place. Can I broker an introduction? Can I broker a resource? Can I broker information between two or more people? And the more I network, the more I can broker any of those things. And so, yeah. So a lot of times people are like, well, networking is, you know, sometimes I don't have anything to add. I don't network as much because, well, I don't know as many people or, you know, why would I meet them? Because they're not in my industry or they're not, you know, we're not, there's no overlap. You know, I, I might be wasting their time. And it turns out like if you approach it from the standpoint of brokering, there could be lots and lots of things to exchange, even if it's just a fun way to kind of break up a monotonous day. Well, you know, I completely agree with that because I think that that is fundamentally how we grow our businesses, right? It's we've heard our whole lives. It's not what you know, it's who you know. We ask people where you get most of your business from and 99% of the time they say referrals. And like, I could go on and on and on and on about this. And then they're like, oh, but I spent three hours today creating content for TikTok, you know? So, and I'm, I love TikTok. I'm not saying don't do that. Right. But let's not do, let's make sure like in people that work in my program, I'm like, you can do anything you want as soon as you do this, 
This yeah. happens first, <laughs> right? right? You got to give yeah. some, like, you've got to do this outreach and it doesn't have to be a lot, right? It can be micro targeted, but you don't know who, you know, a conversation with somebody where you're not really sure where it's going to go is something you need to build a muscle around, right? Because yeah. it, it is a little scary to say, I don't know. I don't know why I'm, we're having this conversation, right? But isn't it amazing when they say things like, you know what? I really want to introduce you to Joe. He's going to love what you have to say. Now, instead of you reaching out cold to Joe, you know, Mary is making that introduction for you. And that's a warm introduction, right? Yeah. And, and that conversation with Joe, that first conversation never has to be cold. Never, ever has to be cold. There's no end of people that would be willing to have this broker type conversation with you. Yeah. So, True. you know, I love that approach because it is, it is how at least half of the business comes into my business. Like that's my goal is to have at least half. That's what I teach. Right. So I want half of the, I want to make sure that I'm walking the talk. Right. And, and it snowballs, right? Because yeah. it's it's one of those things, like if you, you know, meet somebody new three times a week, like, yeah, at first it's like, it might feel a little bit hard to make mm -hmm. those connections, but yeah, three new people a week, man, at some point exactly. it's like, oh, last week I talked to this other person. You should talk to them, right? That's exactly it. It nowhere. Just the fact that you you know, extended yourself to make a warm introduction is, I mean, you make people feel special and it's a wonderful thing to do. Yeah. It's just being nice. And you know, Nicole, I can probably, there's probably at least 10 people if I think about it long enough that I can point to that ultimately brought six figures into my business. You know, they, wow. they asked me to speak here, which introduced me here, which asked me to speak there, who introduced me to these three people oh, who yeah. brought this person in, right? Like there's at least 10 of those people and it comes from these conversations. And, you know, sometimes you know, what, sometimes what I, they, what I get is people say, well, I reach out and they say, well, what do you want? I'm like, well, then they're not your people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> not everybody's willing to do this. Just let them go. You know, just let them so go. True. But if you reach out, like, if like, I like, I always use chambers of commerce as an example, like they are inherently, you only belong to a chamber of commerce. If you want to meet people to grow your business, that is why people join a chamber of commerce. Right. So if you, and I don't want you to reach out to all 500 members, but they have a directory right? Go to the directory. Who are the people that you most want to get just have in your world, even if you're not really sure why, and start to reach out and have some conversations. And it's warm because you're both members of this chamber of commerce, even if you got to pay 400 bucks to be a member, right? Like you can make that warm. And then if, if some of them say to you, well, what do you want? Then they're not your people. Just let them go and, you know, do some more outreach because it's, it's, it is how you build the, who, you know, in your world. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are so many, you know, in, in your particular industry, there are groups of people who are, if not like embedded deeply in your industry, they're what I call industry adjacent, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the folks that are, you know, when I think of you know, life sciences, they're not, they're probably not going to be in health tech, right? But there are physician groups who are, you know, they're interested in knowing what new technologies are coming down the pipe, right? right. Or, or there are people in, in graduate programs at universities nearby who 
are studying this stuff and, you know, yeah, maybe they want to work instead of going into research, maybe they want to work for, you know, a med tech firm or something, you know, they just want to know what's going on and they, they just might be interested. And I mean, there are so many different options to your point. Right. Right. And it's, it is how the big opportunities happen. I mean, listen, you might be able to get people to buy something for 20 bucks or even 120 bucks from, you know, that they don't know you, but if you want somebody to invest in you at the 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, a hundred thousand dollar contract level, you got to talk to these people. Like they're not doing it because they saw your tweet, (laughs) right? Like you gotta, you know, you've gotta, you've gotta build relationships around this. So you have this thing that you call networking campaigns, right? What are those and how do you use them to build out your work and your business? Yeah. So there are, because I have so many things in the fire and I have so many things going on, I need to organize myself a little bit. Um, I found myself at some point last year, just going on LinkedIn haphazardly and just, you know, whoever was interesting to me, I'm reaching out to them. I'm having great conversations. That wasn't the problem. It was, and I have sales navigator and all the things you put me onto sales navigator years ago. So thank you for that wonderful tool. However, even with all of the features and tools that exist out there in the marketplace, I still wasn't finding a way to get myself organized. So I Uh, I have this concept of a networking campaign, which is depending on the initiative that I am working on, I have a a name for the campaign. You know, what is it I'm, I'm trying to get out of meeting certain people about what information am I trying to, you know, learn about a lot of times it's this concept of idea validation. I'm trying to determine whether there's a certain coaching program or a certain service line through my startup advisory that I want to launch. Who do I need to talk to? What questions do I need to ask? Sometimes because I homeschool, I have yet another idea for like a homeschool curriculum. Who do I need to talk to in order to run that idea (laughs) past people, maybe even get more ideas, right? so many different people that I need to network with, get in contact with. How do I get organized? And uh, I started putting together this idea of a networking campaign. And it is just collating, you know, the purpose, the people, you know, what are the keywords or the hashtags that I need to put together for that? And then who are the individuals? And again, this idea of brokering, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just me collecting all this information and collecting all these people. But, you know, when you think of a network, even like a computer network, there are people are individual nodes within that network. And Mm -hmm. you are a node in that network. And the more you can broker, again, resources, information and introductions, the more your node within that network grows. And so the concept is even if you have a networking campaign where you're trying to get what you need within that campaign, if you are now making introductions, right, and mm-hmm. sharing information, your node is growing even within the campaign. So now if, if you're doing that, then people are thinking of you more, right? Right. And so yeah. now I have my network doing more for me. 
right? So right. now more right. people are aware of, you know, my name is at the top of their mind. Yep. So if I've, I've made an introduction for them, oh, Nicole is looking for homeschool, blah, 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 blah. They will, you know, if they come across a resource, they're going to send it to me as well. And so it's this whole thing of, I mean, you can think of it as a political campaign, but that's where the word comes from. It's how do I build, how do I have my network also working for me as I'm trying to validate an idea, get some information and resources and kind of build out something new that I'm, I'm working. I love that. Can you, all right. Can you give us like a hands-on example of that? Like I wanted to do this. So here's what I did. Here's who I needed to meet. Yeah. So this is like a total one-off. I'm hitting her cold with this, you guys, just so you know. So what's that? (laughs) I said, I'm just telling everybody I hit you cold with that question. So yeah, yeah, that's fine. So (laughs) as I mentioned, this is something that I was working on this morning. So I homeschool and I have a service-based business. My husband has a product-based business. So we're both working out of the home and a lot of our homeschool examples, you know, we, we do our own curriculum here in the home. A lot of it just happens to be, you know, through the lens of business and entrepreneurship and, you know, our math lessons and our English lessons and our history lessons are all through, you know, economics and business and all of that stuff. And I've had a couple of friends who are homeschoolers and some friends who are not say, Hey, you know what, Nicole, you should really put together, like package that. Mm-hmm. And I, I bet if you were to sell it, people would buy it. And it's like, oh, that sounds like a cool idea. But before, again, another thing was like, wow, that maybe that, maybe I should do that. But before I do that, <laughs> I should really validate, like, really would people buy that? I'm just not right. sure. Right. Right. So that is a campaign. I have to validate that idea I don't have people like I'm not actually connected. I have, you know, homeschooling friends, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But who I don't know anything about, you know, homeschool conferences, like packaging something like this, like, who do I talk to? Uh, maybe there's an ed tech component, like who's in ed tech that I could talk to about this. So, you know, literally like went on LinkedIn and I, and I don't know, I'm not connected on anybody on LinkedIn in the ed tech space or in the mm-hmm. homeschool space, right? That's like totally cold. So I did some searches. I went into sales navigator. I went through the filters did some hashtag research also on Facebook and Twitter. And I just collated some contacts. I put together lead lists and sales navigator and I put together, you know, a script, a very short script and went into LinkedIn and started sending out some messages. Right. And so this is just an example of connecting with people and seeing, you know, who bites. I I'll love let that. You know how it goes? I love that. I have a connection for you. I'm gonna. I'll send you. Oh, a, that's awesome. Uh, I'll right. send you a link. I have a connection. <laughs> one of my one of my cousins has a whole <laughs> curriculum for uh, homeschooling, and he's been doing it for like 20 years. Oh, that's so, awesome. Uh, there you yeah, go. I'll, See, I'll make there. that connection. My, right, my and that's exactly is underway. <laughs> right, and that's exactly. And if you, by the you know, and, and not that he, you know, I mean, if you reach out to him and say your cousin Karen said, it's gonna make it a lot easier <laughs> for him to want to get on the phone with you versus 
hey, I just found you, I tripped over you on, you know, and you know, here's the thing, what I love about that campaign. So to bring it to the heart of it though, I'm going to circle this back to experience versus expertise, right? If somebody is reaching out to you or you're reaching out to somebody to work with them, right? And you've got two years experience there. You don't have, like, you've got to build credibility because there are people that are going to just look at that. They're going to look at the facts. Well, why would I, she's been doing it for two years. This person's been doing it for 10 years. So, so what do you do about that? What this networking campaign that you are, have created is doing for you is it's helping you with credibility. Yeah. While you're building the years of experience mm-hmm. you have. So, it, and it doesn't mean you don't have the expertise, right? So right. like, that's what we use. Like in our program, we use PR for that as well. Like, right. listen, I don't care if you've just been doing this for five minutes, right? If you are the one quoted in Forbes and all these different places, you are the one that's going to have credibility, even if you've only got two years of experience, right? So, right. so I think that that this networking campaign does that for you and for the other people in the campaign. It gives them credibility so that you can go for the higher ticket opportunities and not be spinning your wheels so much. And it comes and it all circles back down to who you know, right? Like yeah. it circles back to who you know. Right. And when you get introduced to people that know people who know people, I mean, I don't know why we're all not spending more time doing that, right? Like, <laughs> I think so. Our to-do lists are 50 yeah. miles long as online marketers with all the things, you know? And, you know, I just had a conversation this morning with somebody on my team and I was like, and I'm just, I said, I'm just doubling down this month on my, the time that I spend doing the things that I teach. You know, because sometimes you can get caught up in the busy work, right? So I'm like, I just, I need to just double down on it. I need to double the time that I'm spending on it so that I don't get distracted by all these other things. I need need to be intentional because even people like me who teach this stuff can easily get distracted by a very long to-do list, right? And not get to these things. And these, but these are the things that are career building and business building and profit building and millionaire building. Right. Right. And it's one of those things that if you spend time away from it, sometimes you don't notice, right? Mm -hmm. The absence of it is not something that you just kind of look up one day and then you might realize that you don't have it. Mm -hmm. When it goes away, you don't necessarily notice, but then, but it's like riding a bike, right? You get back into it and it's, it can snowball like crazy which is the the beautiful thing, right? It's like getting back on a bike. It's like no time has passed and then it can snowball like crazy. And it, that's the beautiful thing about it. And it's, you start to see results, you know, really quickly. And it, yes. it's so validating, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. It's very reinforcing. I love that. Yeah. So all of the things you do, do tend, do, seem to me to be, I'm always looking for where's the, you know, I'm the LinkedIn person I'm always like, where's the intersection of all of these things so that you don't look like this scatterbrained crazy person on LinkedIn. Right. So, so where's the intersection of all these things. And for me, the intersection of all these things, I think there's, I think where it comes down to though, is exactly what you coach on, right? What is it at the heart of what you do? What is it that you love doing? Right. And how do you do, how do you spend time doing more of that? And that sounds like what you, is exactly what you help people with as you, you know, in your coaching and consulting work, um, if people want to know more about that, about how to help get some help from you to understand, I'm a, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a, a high demand industry. My life is not my own and I want to do more of what I love. How can they, how can they get started with you? 
Yeah. So they can go to aureliancoaching.com. So that's A-U-R-E-L-I-A-N. We'll link, we'll link to it in the show notes. Great. Make it really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Aureliancoaching.com. The way it works is a lot of the people that I work with because they are really sharp folks is Mm -hmm. they can just sign up for one session. Like I just sell single sessions just because a lot of times people can, they just need the one session to kind of get over the hump. A lot of times they're just like, you know, give me what I need to know. And then they'll, they'll go and run with it. So they can do that. There's also a high achievers self-coaching guide to getting what they want. So they can download that. um, I love that. Get a sense of my style. And it's a 10 question video guided tour through through that. And so they can download that and they can find uh, that on your website. Absolutely. Yeah. It's on the front page there. So awesome. Awesome. Nicole, it was so good to catch up with you today. I know. And to hear what you're up to. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Thank you so much for sharing this because I do think it's important that people do understand the power of building these relationships and the power of building, you know, and that these relationships can is exactly what can help you build the kind of life that you want to have, right? Doing the kinds of things that you want to be doing. And, you know, I don't, I don't live in regret at all, but you know, it took me a lot of years to realize this. My kids were grown. I spent a lot of years, you know, in the craziness of having a bunch of kids and doing all the things and thinking that I had to go to work and do all this stuff and have this long commute. And, you know, I love that you, that you were able to identify this earlier because the sooner we identify that we don't, we can be whoever we want to be because we have these tools now that allow us, that help us get there. I think you're very blessed that you can spend your time now with your daughter having your kids be homeschooled, right? So that's amazing. So yeah, good on you yeah. for, for finding you. that path yeah, and this early for in your career. Your, your work in helping me through that incredible pivot and continuing to be such a great resource and there for me when I need to bounce ideas off of you. And it's been such a, a fun ride with you over these last few years. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I right back at you. All right. So everybody go to, go to aureliancoaching.com, download the high achiever self-coaching guide to getting what you want. I know I'm going to do that because I never, you never know what you're going to see or hear. That's going <laughs> to be the thing that might shift you today. And uh, Nicole, thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. I had so much fun having this conversation with Nicole. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Make sure that you're following her on all the places, connect with her on LinkedIn and take her up on her offers because definitely well, well, well worth it. You know, I've mentioned to you in the beginning of the show, and I I talk about this a lot. It's really important to me that women are realizing that they can be the ones in their families and in their world, creating generational wealth. They can be the ones creating wealth for themselves and wealth for their family. And that's what I want to do more of. That's what Nicole is doing. That's what I am doing. And that's what I would love for you to do. Um, that's what we do here, right? So one way to help us with our mission is to share this podcast episode. If you resonated with it again, take a quick screenshot, share it on social media, tag me, tag Nicole, use the hashtag good girls get rich. And then we can share your post with our audience and that gets us all more visibility, right? And that's what we're looking for. We want to support you. That's why I do this show in the first place. And if you want to know what it looks like to start to step into your role as the builder of generational wealth in your family, 
grab a spot on our calendar. Just go to karenyankovich.com slash call that gets you on the calendar and um, we'll chat. We'll spend about an hour just talking about what, what you've got going on and what we think you can do as a next step towards that goal. And if we think that's something we can help you with, of course, we'll let you know what that looks like. But most importantly, we're just going to make sure that you've got some clarity on what that next step is. So karenyankovich.com slash call gets you on the, get you to the calendar. Just grab a spot on the calendar. You'll get um, a window will open up to a- answer a couple of questions so that we can come to that call really, really prepared to support you. And then, you know, it's time, right? It's time. It's our time. Let's do this together. I'm here for you. We'll be back here next week with another episode of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. And let's build this together. See you next week.